There was only two 16 graders in Weeper then. My uncle was one and he was the other grader operator. Being lunchtime sort of thing and hot and that up there, thought I'd just have a quick little, you know, buddy, sit in the water here, you know, it only looked shallow. And it was where he was sitting, but a couple of metres in front of him, it actually dropped down to where it was like a couple of metres deep. It happened to be a 16 foot croc just sitting in there and actually dragged him up to a deeper hole, another hundred odd metres mm. up on the bend of a creek, there's a deep hole. Do. Yeah, my uncle um, found one of his legs there and, had, and pull, had to pull it out. They ended up finding the croc, saw the croc in this deep water hole, and so they, yeah, they threw all the um, bloody jelly and that in there and let her rip and that and my uncle reckoned yeah buddy all the water left the hole and buddy palm trees and shit was going everywhere and uh when it all settled then my uncle put his tinny in there and they gaffed around for about an hour and then they hooked the crop and then hooked it up to my uncle's four-wheel drive and yeah, dragged him out and cut the crop open his mate was um inside of him oh all, all in one piece except for his two um, legs oh yeah, his eyes were wide open still and looking at him and, yeah. Welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? I oh, crack me up. Hello and welcome to episode 52. This week is a happy hour episode where I speak with a miner called Will. He is a new friend of mine and connected to a very old friend who said to watch out for me in our local town and we hooked up. Uh, well, we didn't. Oh my God, we didn't hook up. We connected and you need to listen on how that unfolded. And a couple of days later, I sat down and recorded this interview with Will. He said that he was a bit shy and... He didn't know what a podcast was. He thought that I was going to record it and then type it up. Well, you know, I'm starting to get used to most people knowing what a podcast is nowadays. Two and a half years ago when I started, I was used to everyone saying, oh, podcast, what's that? Oh, how do you make money out of it? But now, so many podcasts are promoted, advertised. You see, listen to our podcast on radio, TV and everything. So at least people have heard of it. But Will wasn't quite sure. Anyway, we sat down and had a wonderful chat. It is a long episode, but I know that you're probably listening as you're traveling. Are you sitting in a machine right now? Perhaps you've got it on your USB because you're one of my organized peeps. (laughs) Perhaps you're on site right now. Might be night shift, three o'clock in the morning and you're listening on your USB in your machine 
pumping Mad Mumsy and her guest Wheel Through Your Stereo whilst listening to the two-way, probably two two-ways, and doing a job. But that's how we roll. Us miners, we can do everything. So, like I say, this is a very long episode. goes for nearly a couple of hours, but it's a gold. I couldn't believe how many stories Will had in him. And the only thing that was stopping us was he needed to duck out and have a smoke. (laughs) This is the backup recording of my episode. And thank God I did it because it was such a golden, as I like to say, gold dripping from the ceiling, but it was coal, but you know, that's black and shitty and dirty. (laughs) We are going to go for a part two, which is happening in a few days. He's gone out to work and now he's back on break because it was the whole reason I wanted him on the podcast other than his mining journey, which I didn't know about until, or not much of, until I interviewed him, as you'll hear. And I nearly cried a couple of times. You'll hear how a dream that I had the night before totally connected to this conversation in a huge way. And I'm looking forward to sitting down with my new friend, having a few more beers and getting part two of the conversation. You'll need to listen to the end to find out why we need to do part two, because that's what made me invite him onto the podcast in the first place. If all has gone to plan, this episode will be the first time that in the show notes you can see timestamps where I say what we're talking about at what time. And it's amazing really how many subjects we did cover in this conversation. So I hope that you enjoy it and keep your mind on the job and don't get too scared because it gets a bit scary sometimes, yucky. That's enough from me. Let's dig in, get it, dig, mining. <laughs> oh, my crack me up. Take it away, Mad Mumsy and Will. Will I am. So here we are, episode 52, and I have come to my new friend Will's place, and we're having a beer and we're going to have a chat. He doesn't like to talk much, he reckons, but he talked the ear off me the other night and we'll get into how we actually met shortly. And I was just checking with him to make sure that he's happy to be called Will and he started telling me a story about being called Will and what a supervisor said. So let's kick off with that one, Will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just when I started out at um, Dornier there. Yep. Yeah. I ended up with uh, Will I Am, <laughs> and uh, all because the supervisor introduced me to the crew as Will I Am, and that kind of just stuck then. And, and it wasn't until about a month later when I was at home watching the uh, music channels, and then I see who Will I Am is on there. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I don't really know. It says Will I Am is a singer. Yeah. Is it is your sort of style of music? Or? Um. Not normally, no. Not normally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. So how did the crew take yeah. it? They took it on board and called Yeah, and he's dark like, and on white. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. yeah. like, oh, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. America or somewhere like that. Yeah. That. Yeah, then I had a bit of a laugh about it then. But it just start, everyone just called me that then. Copy Will I Am. <laughs> That's know? funny. Yeah. And it's funny with nicknames. I'll just say this. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. If you don't like a nickname... 
don't stand up and say, don't call me that, because the more you say that, the more oh, it's yeah, going to yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah that, you that, just let it go. They'll come up with that, something that else later. That happened at um, Burton there. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, obviously my mum and, you know, sister and all them years ago, like, you know, they used to call me Willie, you know. Willie, oh. And then, 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 you know, <laughs> as you get a bit older, you know, Willie sounds a bit, you know, like, yeah, so, yeah, like. Creepy. Just, just, just what will do. And then. <laughs> I'm um, grown up now. <laughs> yeah, and then. Oh, that's what happened at uh, another mine there years ago too. I said that to the supervisor, you know. Mm. I said, yeah, no, it's just Will, you know. Not not Willie, not Will, uh, you know, William, just not Will. Will yes. Yeah, and then, then he goes, and when he introduced me too, this is a different mine, and he goes, uh, yeah, everybody, this is uh, Will, not Willie. And then say everyone called me Willie at, oh. that, at that mine. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say he introduced you as just Will. Yeah, but then back at Burton I had other friends there as well that um, they used to always too just call me Willie, I suppose. Yeah. Probably because I said the same thing, don't call yeah. me that. Yeah. And then it kind of, yeah, but I used to learn and get away because they're friends. That's right, friends yeah. can get away with many things. Mm. As this podcast is called the Beers with a Minor podcast, I like to start each episode by asking my guests what's their favourite beverage and their best time to enjoy it. And what is yours, Will? Will I am? Just yeah. Will? Yeah, Willie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, start off with a yeah, couple of um, great northerns and then slide on over to uh, the old Bundy Rum cans. Oh, great yeah. northern being... A beer for yeah. those yeah. Um, who might be interstate yeah. or overseas yeah, who don't yeah. don't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer, the beer from up here, North Queensland. That's right, but it's not actually, is it? Isn't it made in Castle Maine down in Brizzy or something? Oh, I don't know. They just say <laughs> the beer from great, up here. So yeah, yeah they have yeah. really good advertising. When I'm out in my boat, you know, I'll do I'll do um, little videos and stuff too, and I'll always like have the beer out there in the video and that too. And, I'll put that on there too, the beer from up here. The beer from up here. They, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. See, look at you. You said you were shy making videos. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I've, I've just come out of the closet, yeah, not yeah. long ago. Yeah. Oh, righto. No, not that closet. No, no, no. Not, not, no not the other closet. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that closet. <laughs> no, no, each, each their own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you drink the heavy Great Northern or they have a mid-strength, don't they, or a light? Oh yeah, oh they got the I just yeah just drink the um just the yeah, standard one <laughs> the real one yeah the real one yeah <laughs> the original well it, it's the it's the heavy one of them yeah. yeah yeah but you have got the lighter one but yeah yeah no I just the heavy one and, and I've had there. a couple oh. of those and it knocks me well actually for my listener when I first arrived here you know I packed my forex gold cans in yeah the, my listeners know that's my beverage of choice yeah and um will here had a great northern out ready for me i was like oh thank you i brought my own that would have we wouldn't have got a podcast done if i had a heavy beer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was going to say we all know women can't handle <gasps> beers, you know. No. <laughs> right that's it <laughs> get me another one yeah. <laughs> no i'm good um and then you go on to uh rum and coke was it yeah yep. just um the cans mainly yeah pre-mixed, oh, pre-mixed. Mm. Yep, and do you pour it out of the can into a glass with ice, no, or do you just spill it out of the can? Straight out of the can. So you just swap. No cans. mucking around. No that takes too much time and effort. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's noisy. I've interviewed people who drink that, and it's very hard because you hear the tinkling of yeah. the ice. Oh, occasionally I'll, I'll, you know, grab a bottle of rum and just for backup and that, you know, and then mix yep. them in. But um, 
Oh, I'd just rather get grab a carton and that's it, eh? Put them in the esky and job done. Happy days. No mucking around. No. More time for storytelling. Than yeah, anything. look at you go. You're a natural at this. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> All right. Speaking of storytelling, mm. what a good segue. Let's get into your mining journey. Or before we do that, let's talk about how we actually met, which was, what, two days ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the um, Kalen Fishing Classic. Yes. Yeah. Big fishing competition in our yeah. area. Yeah. But I, I do, um, I was, yeah, I work with another fellow that um, mentioned your name and said that he knew you and lived over my way when I told him where I was from. And yeah, so I said, oh, yeah, right, I'll um, endeavour to try and catch up with her one of these days and then yeah and then we we're at the fish comp and oh we're on the bus courtesy bus i did the sensible thing and yes bought the uh courtesy bus there as did i because um you know especially if you're working in mining and or, or same as a lot of jobs you can't afford to do your license and no. that and so yeah so we did the right thing and then seeing you get on the bus and i thought mm, yeah i think that might be her yeah and so i'm sitting on the bus and I knew the bus driver because yeah. she was a local, so we were having a yeah. bit of a catch up. And then this so, random dude across yeah. the aisle so Look at this, look at this clan. Look at this weirdo, axe no, murderer type looking. No, fast. no. He <laughs> said, Oh, what did you say? I think I know you. Yeah. Uh, I've heard. I, I said, Your word name wouldn't be uh, Liam or anything. And I'm like, Why? It depends who's asking yeah, yeah, or something, yeah. you know, the conversation that you have. Yeah. Yeah, then I just said, yeah, oh, no, I, I worked with one of your friends and who you used to work with there a while ago. And so it was all good. Yeah. Because he's awesome. Hello to you because I know you'll be listening and you won't mention your name. I miss you. We worked together for years. And mm. um, you get really close to the people that you work yeah, with, yeah. don't you? Yeah, we, yeah. We, um, yeah, we work together there pretty regular and that. Yeah. If not in the same pit side by side like one day or we've been paired up. Two there just a few weeks ago. Yep. On the cold digger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, it could be overburden one day and half a day or then cold the next one. Yep. So let's dig into your mining journey. Do you like yeah. that? Oh, dig, geez. get it? Yeah, mining. dig. Uh-huh. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the penny yeah. dropped. Yeah. yeah, you got it. That's my little story yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm funny. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> let's go back. Um, yeah, a while ago now, about, about 25 years ago, I suppose. I was about 20, yeah, 22 and a half, I think, then when I got in uh, with, started mining with, um, back them days, they were called Camalco, which they're now Rio Tinto. Right. Yeah. Did they used to be Camalco? Yeah. They, 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 Camalco. Yep. Oh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'd already lived life before then, I, you know, did various job ringing and everything and uh, concrete and all that, but then, yeah, I eventually got up to Weeper there when I was about 20. 22, oh, I went up there when I was eight, 18, but then I, and I worked up there for a few years with contractors, did every job in Weeper there was to do, um, and that's far as uh, wrecking yard, pulling parts off cars, changing tyres, um, I was driving, the company I worked with, they had uh, taxis as well, so then I used to drive taxis like in the evenings and weekends yep. and that for sideline, got like a bit of extra money in that, and um I worked at the airport doing the baggage handling and, and actually plugging into the plane there with the headphones and talking to the pilots and Ooh. all that, you know, tell them that, like, you know, the chocks are in, they can release the brakes and all that, yeah. And so, yeah, I did um, 
pretty much and worked at the wharf in Weeper, delivered all the furniture, mail to the post office, everything. Delivered furniture, furniture all the uh, houses there. And then yeah, eventually, and I've been putting in, so this is this one goes out to um, people that are trying to get into mining and um, and they get rejection, you know, like don't, don't give up, you know, like, because I would have put in probably six times, you know, eight times maybe over that couple of years, you know, and then, um, and you do get a little bit disheartened, but I just kept at it and at it. And then one day, yeah, I got the phone call and they said, oh, we, we've noticed you around town and you've pretty much done every job here. <laughs> and um, we thought might be time we give you a job in the mines, eh? Oh. And then um, I've got a funny story for that one too. Because um, the very, very first day I started there um, in the mines, then this uh, Sheila, she just started there as well in the laboratory section, you know. Um, I'll just interrupt you for a bit. Yeah. I'll do this as we go through. What did you start off doing? In the morning? When, yeah, when you first started. Uh, the, when I first started there, I was, in, I was actually like... Uh, fixed plant operator in the kaolin section there. It was, yep. It's like a clay they mine there. It was just a little uh, side product thing there that Kamalco got into, but they were mainly bauxite. But they had this kaolin section, and it actually uh, gets processed overseas, and that and and is all the um, all that glossy stuff like on your magazines and that you know. Mm. Um, you know, Playboard. Oh, no, did I say that? <laughs> Better homes and gardens. Yeah, yeah, those ones, you know. Um, that, that, that glossy uh, look on their magazines, that's yeah. what they, they make that out of. Oh, so that goes over the top of the paper yeah. in the process. Yeah, yeah, it's for the paper coating industry, yeah. Oh. That's where I started off, but and I was a fixed plan operator, but then, because actually like about five k's away from the processing plant, is actually where the, the start of it is, is at the classification plant, is where they mine it. Mine it. Oh, mm-hmm. well, the scrapers mined it, which I end up doing that later on. Yeah. Um, but they mine it and build great big stockpiles there for us, and then they need a loader there, see? And then, because I'd already had uh, loader experience from working in civil before I started mining, mm. um, then when they were short a loader of it, I got the job out there pretty quick on the loader. Yeah, right. Yeah. And what, that, what loader was it? Uh, it was a um, Komatsu WA800. Right. Yeah. And, um, well, they, they only had that one for a little while, and it, it was sort of on its way out. And they actually flew me and another five other operators down on a little uh, six-seater Cessna <laughs> down to, from Weaver to Cape, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to Cape Flattery on the east coast where they run got an operation there silica sand mine um, and they had this is when the first uh, stick steer loaders come out with no steering wheels so <laughs> so I was part of that crew isn't that funny because I've driven I learned in a steering wheel loader and then I got in one that did not like yeah it. yeah well I've done same it. with the grader you're like where's the fucking steering yeah, wheel yeah yeah to drive this yeah well I've done all the, done the M's and all that too but that yeah. years after well that's when I drove my first grader up at Weaver there as well 16G never been on a grade in my life 16G same as a scraper yeah. 657 twin engine you know yeah, yeah, yeah weird scrapers yeah I've, I've done that uh, quite a lot over the years as well you know I jobs. had to load a scraper once with yeah. a loader yeah 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 with, um, yeah done that gravel. and been loaded by excavators and everything yeah oh true yeah all mm-hmm. different sort of jobs and that over yeah. the years but um, 
Yeah, so so getting back to the story about when I um the girl first in got, the yeah, laboratory. The, yeah. Sorry, yep. Well, what happened, right? I was still working for this contractor out of the airport and all the other jobs around town, but I was in the process of uh, starting in the mines. You know, like I only had another like few days until I was going to start there. But I was working out at the airport, and this this uh, girl's flown in on the airport. Oh yeah, on the plane, and she's um, and she's like noticed me like out there on the airstrip, you know, like probably my good looks or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then oh, and then a um, couple of days later, I actually rock up at her place in a truck with her container on the back. So because I said that's what I did, I did everything, you know, unloaded mm. furniture. I did. In '91, there when I uh, before I started with Kamalco, I actually packed up. They had a big uh, chop there, and um, I had to pack up. Like I did pack. So they had a big, remove, what? A big like, chop. Yeah, you know, like what's that? Got rid of all the dead wood. With, oh, chop! Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Got yeah, you. they sacked sacked a lot of people, mm. and uh, and I was there at that time, and they just got a new manager in uh, where he didn't know anyone, and just a lot mm. of staffies, you know, and just went boom, Toe boom, cutter. boom. Yeah, the yeah. people were at work and that, and they just come in the office and said, "Oh, we've got a taxi for you outside. Don't worry about packing up any gear. Just jump in the taxi and we'll send you stuff." Doesn't it suck? Yeah, and then so I, I did house removals for like the next three months, and it was pretty sad then because because yeah. um, we were going around to these people and packing them up, and, we, and like you got to write on the boxes and that, like you know the address where they're going to and all this, and we go, "Oh, what were we?" And, and a lot of them, some of them had a plan and knew where they're going, and some of them are like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure yet, because oh. they weren't planning on going, you know. Yeah, yeah so that was. Was hard. it still Camalco then, or yeah, was that when that Rio was, no, took no, over? No, no, that was still still Camalco. Oh. Yeah, it was still Camalco because I I left in about '96. Yeah, right. Middle, towards the end of '96, and it was still Camalco then. I was employed by. Yeah, mm. it was. Yeah, sometime after that, uh, yeah, a year or two or something after that, when yeah. they changed over to Camalco, uh, Rio Tinto. Yeah, anyway, so um, back to this girl that just started there. Then, so she noticed me at the airport. Then a couple of days later, I rock up at her place with um, her container, you know, full of all her household stuff. So I un- unpacked that, and she's kind of thinking, oh, that's a bit funny, that, that's a bloke at the airport the other day. Anyway, and then, then I'd pretty much, I think it was the next day or two, I finished up with that job, and then I'd, I started the new job, and then she, she was starting her New job with Kamalco, like same thing, and I'm I'm down there having smoke eh, at this new um, kaolin plant, and uh, and then she rocks up there to come over to get the kao- the samples, you know, and then she just stopped dead in the tracks eh, and she's like, get You're out everywhere. She's like, get out of here. She says, what don't you do around this town? She said, you you're at the airport the other day, then you brought my gear around. Pretty sure I seen you driving a taxi the other day too. <laughs> and I said, "Yep." I said, "Yeah, I've just started here today." <laughs> so yeah, That's it was quite. Cool. It was quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from then on, pretty much you stuck with mining. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I just left just the odd time here and there, and um, just yeah, had it. You know, after like ten odd years or so, sort of mm. needed a little break in that, and yep. so I went fencing and um, professional roof shooting and. Pig hunting and all that there for about two years and um, yeah, but then the prices and roos and pigs went right down and yeah, and then the 
you know, bloody fence and sort of died off a bit as well. And so, yeah, went back to mining again. And yeah, so pretty much been doing that again for the last 14 years straight. But the yeah, total I've been 25 years pretty much. 25 years. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers, yeah. cheers for that. Yep. Well, um,. Let's talk about what machines you've operated then, because I know a lot of people who listen who are like, oh, I drove one of them, or that's a pig of a dozer. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially the older ones, yeah. you know. Well, you know, um, like anywhere you get in the mining, like obviously if you haven't done anything before, um, well, you know, they got the traineeships and stuff going and that, and you're not expected to know anything, but, um, you know, it's always to your advantage. If you have done those sort of jobs, you know, might be working on station driving tractors and loaders and things like that mm. or civ- in our uh, area or civil like okay. I did I did um I started in civil when I was like 14 and a half so oh. yeah I was just doing the labor thing first and, and I watched and learned the other fellow older fellas on the um diggers and loaders and that and you know I was just uh, you know get this get that and try and stay out of the road but you're actually watching you're learning you know and then yeah. eventually when I was about 16 then I started getting on the uh backhoes loaders and the diggers yeah like my first Mm. digger i ever drove on i was only like about 16 and it was a kato uh 550 uh chain and sprocket driven like they you know like yeah they got the big chain that runs from the front to the back down on the track there yeah and um and and they got different um you got like foot control commands as well Mm. instead of just the levers yeah. Yeah. So when you got off there after the first time operating, you knew you had a set of legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier about loader yeah. legs. And and then yeah. and then when when you um, say the other diggers that they had for digging the main trenches and that like twenty tonners and that thirty tonners. Well, back them days they didn't have any like quick hitches, you know. So every time you had to change the buckets, well, you being a young fella, you had to fly up and like knock the pins out, you know. Manually, yeah, manually move all the bit, yeah, big sledge. Yeah. You knock the pins out, change the bucket over, put the pins back in again. It was one until I was about eighteen. Then, um, then the excavators come out with this quick hitch thing on it. It was like the best thing since sliced bread. So <laughs> I clearly am not a digger driver. Yeah, um, and I've heard about quick hitches and mm-hmm. stuff. So can you explain to those of us who don't know what that is? Oh, well, it's just, um, yeah, yeah, there's a little hydraulic ream just that um, you release it and then you can drop your bucket off and then change over to a different attachment. It could be like a ripper or a rock breaker or different size dig bucket, mud bucket, clean-up bucket, you know, batter bucket, whatever they want to call it. And, um, and then you can you put it on and then you flick your quick hitch and it locks back in again. But mm. when, but when um, they come out, they're supposed to be like, They'd have a safety pin with them too, you know, like in case because them pins um, or the little rams, they can actually not click in properly too. And actually, nearly happened to me. I nearly got killed because of that mm. when I was probably about 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing. We were like, we were in a scenario that didn't happen very often. Um, normally, you would put the pin in, but in this scenario, uh, the, the digger driver had to slow around and take the bucket off and let the loader fill the bucket up with gravel and then he hooked back on it to it again and and then if if the bucket was empty well then you could you always um flick it out you know put everything out full reach and then if it's going to fall off it'll fall off then yeah 
But in that scenario, because it's already got gravel in the bucket, you mm. couldn't really check it. And then I was down in the trench, and then when he came around and started tipping the gravel out, well, the bucket fell off and nearly, oh. nearly landed on me, yeah. And so, yeah, I just um, climbed up out of the trench and went over the ute and had a smoke and... Changed your pants? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, what, and was there a big investigation into it or just like, no, oh, fuck, no, sorry about that, was, mate. Yeah. Nearly got your will? Yeah. Lucky yeah, you, no, young, was, sprite, you get yeah, out yeah, of the way quick. It, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the bucket just landed like only... Uh, oh, well, I, I dove back and jumped back a little bit because... I just seen a bit of a blur in mm. my eye and I just knew something wasn't quite right, so I just sort of dove back a bit. Yeah. And then, boom, landed right in front of me, yeah. So, yeah, that was lucky, but, um, yeah. So, but, yeah, if you have got the opportunity, you know, like with a bit of that sort of experience, that always helps, you know. Mm. Anything you can get along the way to get in the mining is always good. Um, yeah, so that's why, when I, like I said, when I was got that started in that kaolin plant, well, I was lucky I got on the loader there pretty quick because I already had loader experience and ticket and all that, you know? Yeah. Mm. And then from then on, but the only thing then when I got in the mines, uh, the machines just got really big all of a sudden instead yeah, of the, lot little, bigger, the, the little they? ones. But I remember driving past that same loader when I drove my um, 1971 HQ Holden into Weeper. God, imagine how much that'd be worth if you still yeah, had it. Yeah, I know. Holy yeah. Fuck, yeah, yeah. I sold it up there like a year later for only about four grand. Oh. You know, because they had to get like a four drive then to get out around up Cape York, then you know. Yeah. And um, but me and the missus drove up there uh, with everything we owned in the back seat in the boot, and yeah. I even had to um, had to when we got up to the um, Palmer River there. There's the Palmer River Roadhouse and the range and that there before you drop down to Lakeland Downs there. Um, and the road was still gravel back in them days, all bitumen now. Mm. And there's a big bundy sticking out of the road everywhere, and it's corrugated and that. And, and I had whiteys on because my HQ was stock standard when I bought it and um, and still had like the visor and bug catcher on at the front and all that. Oh, and, um, cool, grab yeah, that car. Yeah. yeah. But I took all that off and um, put the big old holding sticker up there mm. and put mags on her. And um, What colour was it? It was um, metallic gold. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, then I put that. black spoiler on the back and that. So yeah, yeah. And but then the problem with that was the because uh, the road, the weight in the car and the road conditions, um, the tyres were scrubbing on the um, wheel guards at the back. Um, so the cho- you had all chopping me tyres a bit. So yeah, so I had to end up um, taking the two spare tyres out of the boot, and I had to put them up the front of the car up on top and I didn't have any roof racks so I just put them on pillows and I run a rope in under the through the doors the windows and that <gasps> to keep the um tires on and the road yeah and we're, we're, our plan was to go to Cooktown and then up to Weeper and that but then with the road conditions like that we said uh but not worry about going to Cooktown we better just keep on poking up the Weeper which and we're doing about 50 k's all the way up there, we're actually driving in the table drain instead of the road because the drains were actually smoother than what the roads the were. Because of the corrugation. Yeah. 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 I went up Did there. Did you have any kids then? No, no. 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 How many kids you got now? Uh, two, just the two, two we two, had. Yeah. yeah, two boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we, we rocked in the Weeper with uh, the HQ and everything we owned in the back seat and we left there, uh, yeah, about seven years later, whatever, two kids and the sea container full of shit. And, <laughs> yeah. Like I'd been there um, seven years at that point. I did th- yeah three years with contractors 
around town work and stuff, and then four years with uh, Kamalco. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, which included the the kaolin plant processing plant loader operator. Then I transferred internally transferred over to the scrapers, and then into the bauxite side of things as well. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then they um, they were actually cutting back then and offered voluntary redundancies and which I put in for and kept getting rejected about three times. Because you were too valuable. Oh, well, yeah, because they were just having a bit of a cutback again and same thing, but they reckon they wanted, you know, they would like me to stay. But I, I saw it as an opportunity to, um, you know, get a bit of a redundancy and pay it and then like a deposit for a house and that, and, mm. you know, and then, yeah, after being there for seven years, thought, oh, you know, time to move on and that. Mm. And it's hot up there. Yeah. Hot and humid and... Yeah, so mm. I went, went down to, um, I went to Charters House just briefly. Oh, sorry, oh. I'll just interrupt. For those that may not know, Weeper is right at the top of right, Australia, yeah, pretty, pretty on hot. the right of Darwin, kind of? Um, well, oh, it, that's right, no, it's it in the, no, <laughs> no, it's the top of, uh, you know, sort of up in the, it's in the Gulf of Queensland. Yes, it's, it's in Queensland. Yeah, 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 nearly, yeah, nearly up the tip there, you know, you'd say, but yeah, it's still yeah. a fair bit of a swim, you know. Yeah. You know, but with the uh, sharks and crocs chasing you, like you get there a bit quicker. Yeah. yeah. True. Actually, maybe that's what my. Uh, yeah. I had a dream about crocodiles last night. That might be why. Yeah, because okay. I, you're. I yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah anyway. I got a few. Stories, I got a few stories about them. Too, <laughs> oh don't God, you I bet you do. Up from up, yeah. Living up weeper for that long. Yeah. Tell us one then. A short one. Oh well, yeah. Like when I, I first got the weeper there, and then. Um, Every every evening after work, I went fishing at the same same spot for about five days in a row, and then I used to see this uh, a fair sized croc. He's probably like I don't know about fourteen foot, and he used to swim swim down the middle of the creek, you know, uh, just like about half hour before dark, and then on on about the fifth day, I was looking for him. You could set your watch to him, you know, yep. like, and and on the fifth day, um, I was just like on a gravel boat ramp near the bridge there, um, ending bridge, creek there, and uh, yeah, and then and I was looking for him and I couldn't see him, you know, and I thought, oh, that's weird, and then I looked down in the water and he was right down in front of me, like, <gasps> only about, like, two foot under the water looking up at me, looking yeah, at you. Yep. yeah, that put the wind up me, that did, so what but did you yeah, do? Oh, so if I had a, like, it was only lucky I didn't, like, go down and wash my hands or something like that, yeah, used to do that? Um, I, I was, you know, I always was a bit dubious because um, I knew the story about my uncle, like, because his mate, his mate got a, eaten up in Weeper there in uh, 74. Oh. My uncle and, and his mate and, or two of his mates were out, um, you know, fishing and pig hunting, camping on their days off, because uh, he, he worked for Kanako back then as well, mm. years ago. Uh, that was in about, yeah, like, yeah, 74 it was, and, um... Yeah, and then my uncle and his mate went uh, fishing, and the other mate said, oh, I'm going to stay here and go for a bit of a pig hunt. So when they come back from fishing that RV, then he hadn't come back, you know, so they end up going out looking for him after dark, and they found his car, but obviously it's too dark to keep searching, but they first daylight they went looking, uh, went down a little creek there, and then they found his um, clothes and gun leaning up beside a tree there, and um, they mm. they could see what happened. He he'd like went for a swim, and it was only like a freshwater creek there, and wasn't real wide, wasn't real deep. While well, it was a, like 
there was a little bit of a hole there, but it had like, you know, water lilies and things like that. And but it was only pools and that, and there was a bit of a cattle crossing there and that. And, and I was just unlucky. This crop was sitting in there, be sweating on a beast or a pig, yeah. and and he just come along and um, yeah, and he and he was due to leave Weeper and go back to Western Australia in uh, two weeks' time, you know. And mm. yeah, and like he, there was only two sixteen graders in Weeper then. My uncle was one, and he was the other grader operator. And then, um, yeah, and this, unfortunately, mm. he, yeah, went in there and thought, you know, because he, you know, being lunchtime sort of thing and hot and that up there, thought I'd just have a quick little, you know, buddy, sit in the water here, you know, it's only look shallow. And it was where he was sitting, but a couple of metres in front of him, it actually dropped down to where it was like a couple of metres deep. And, and there happened to, happen to be a 16 foot crop just sitting in there. And, uh, yeah, so they end up, um, going back in town and telling the police what happened and then they come out there and and Kamalco was actually they used to have explosives on site back in them days but they were getting away from that and they had a few cases left that they give to the police and said oh you can you know use these if you want because because where, where it actually took him there um but it, it actually dragged him up to a deeper hole another hundred odd meters mm. up on the bend of a creek there's a deep hole so they um yeah my uncle um found one of his legs you know there and had, and pull, had to pull it out and then uh and they found they end up finding the crop saw the crop in this deep water hole and so they yeah they threw all the um bloody jelly and that in there and let her rip and that and my uncle reckoned yeah buddy all the water left the hole and buddy palm trees and shit was going everywhere and uh when it all settled then my uncle put his tinny in there and they gaffed around for about an hour and then they hooked the crop and then hooked it up to my uncle's four-wheel drive and yeah dragged him out and cut the crop open his mate was um yeah inside of him oh, all, all in one piece except for his uh two uh, knees yeah legs oh and, and he's yeah, and they cut him open, and his um, yeah, his eyes were wide open still, and looking at him, and yeah. Oh, like yeah, so yeah, yeah. After yeah. that, we'll can I have my other beer? Yeah, that, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's just one story, like me, and that's why I was a little, oh. kind of a little bit, you know, I knew that Did story. Did the die with the explosives? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, shock, right. the shock just killed it straight away. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but. You know, like I said, I, I I hadn't seen my uncle since I was probably about eight year old, ten year old, because I'd only like been up with him like not long, and mm. I hadn't met up with him yet. Yeah, he he was off prospecting, you know. Um, yeah, so and then, so I was a little bit dubious, but I, after I met my uncle, then he actually took me out and showed me that spot where it all happened, and then educated me on on crops and stuff yeah, like that and then yeah I was a lot more weary after so that. So do you yeah. think that he would have thought like you said the cattle were going through and that that it was just a puddle and there wouldn't be crops in there? Yeah he, yeah, yeah and because it was, like, it was, it was a fair, fair way up up the front yeah. you know it was a fair way from the title as well and and, yeah. and so you know like he, he probably didn't realise I don't know. Um, How old was he? Um, oh he, yeah he would have only been like um, yeah, early thirties or something. Because mm. my uncle was only about the same then as well. Yeah, right. How yeah. did your uncle handle that? Oh yeah, yeah. Cut that him up. Cut him up for a while, you know. Yeah, mm. they, they were mates and that. And um, yeah, yeah. My uncle actually, um, yeah, buried that. 
buried the cockhead that and then he went back out there you know a while later and that and um yeah but the pigs had dug it up and that smelled it and dug it up and wrecked mm. it sort of thing yeah so. okay go and get me beer yeah please <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where your fridge is. That's the only reason, otherwise I get it myself. Yeah. Well, holy shit, <laughs> I'm never going up there. That's uh, that explains to me my dream yeah. last night. Yeah, it was serious shit. There were some serious crocodiles in this big river. We're still recording, yeah. and I will. Yeah, well, just open well, well. this because my listeners might love this sound. Yeah. They know it's my favourite yeah, oh, sound in yeah, the world. Yeah, and it oh, got me on Sorry, the Sorry, I got you. Yeah. And on my new couch. <laughs> oh, special. Yeah. Um, but just touching back on, like, croc stories and stuff, like, uh, you know, we, as you know, we just had the um, fishing comp here. Yes. At Kalen. And, um, yeah, and then when I was down there, a boat pulled up not far from me. And there's like two blokes and Sheila in there, and they get out there and look like they're just going to cast, do a bit here, of casting. You mean here day. this weekend? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, just the other day. Yeah. Okay. And um, and there's one fella then just like jumps in beside the boat, you know, and and it's like way over his head, and he's just paddling around there beside the boat having a swim, hmm. and everybody knows like there's crocs all around Kalen here and especially at Mackay the area and that. I mean, yeah, I mean whether they. Seen, you know, seen what, but when you live up Cape York and Darwin and places like where I've been, and you've seen them firsthand, you know, and and like I know the story about my uncle's mate, and yeah, and and like some people just got no idea, you know, like and and I said to the, you know, my friend I took out fishing there, I said, have a look at that, would you like? Did you say anything to them? No, nah, like what, you know, I mean, you can't go around telling everybody, you know, people what to do, like, but I was just like, next minute he gets eaten, and then it'll be on the news, and oh, the poor fellow was just out. Fishing and that, and got and taken. And didn't know about the, the You know, he just crops. got taken by a crop, but yet his own stupid fault because he, he jumped in the water. Same thing when I was up Weaver there, coming back from pig hunting one day, and that same place where I was telling you that croc was looking at, at me yeah. at the boat ramp. Yeah. Um, then there was a mob of tourists there, and they were all sitting up to their waist, oh. sitting there drinking beers in that river, oh. and there's like 14, 16 footed crocs in there. And, and I pulled up and said, and there's a big sign right beside him saying, yeah. you know, estuarine crocodiles inhabit this river. And I said, mate, there's big crocs in here. You just don't want to be sitting there like, yeah, you'll be right, mate, you know. Like on the news the other day, um, I just see oh, on Facebook some news clipping from up um, Darwin there. Same yeah. thing, bloke was up waist deep out in the bay up at Darwin there. And, mm. and some other fellows fishing said, hey, mate, you want to get out of there? And he, he just shrugged, oh, yeah, you'll be right, mate. You know, like people get eaten and then next minute they want to race around, you know, and kill the crop. And yet, mm. you know what I mean? I don't know what else we like can... Like, we, we got to live, learn to live with them, you know? Like yeah. We're in their and territory. I don't know what else we can do. This is my sister, Hard Hat Mentor, my listeners know. This is a safety weirdo, you know, in mining and stuff. And mm. She, she's, whenever you talk about, like I caught myself just before, I said, but there's signs there. And she says, sign, sign, everywhere a sign. There's some funny song on YouTube or something. Mm. And it's just, people don't read signs. Or if you see a sign at every boat ramp, there's yeah. crocodiles here. Yeah, yeah, never seen one. Or but see, until people actually hear, um, see it for themselves, you know, a lot of people mm. hear about it and all this, but until you actually seen them yourself, it doesn't mm. really kick, you know, kick in. 
All right, well, we'll try to get back to mining, mm. but anyone listening, take it from Will that just don't fuck with crocodiles. And I dreamt about them last night, so yeah. that's that's a real thing. That's still that's freaking oh, out a bit. Yeah. So no wonder you you're like right, bugger the crocodiles. Mm. Me and the missus got two kids now. Yeah. Packed up our shit, left Camalco. Yeah. Where'd you go next? Uh, went back down to Ipswich the way for um, a little while. Um, back in like civil pipeline concrete, you know, like yep. that's where I started before I was in mining and went back to that for a little bit, but I was only, I was only there, I don't know, um, probably, yeah, eight months, probably ten months and I'm like, yeah, nah, can't do this down in the big smoke anymore after living up Weeper for that long and because I already let, just been there and left there and then, but Darwin always had a ring to it, you know, for me, mm. so... Sound like a bit of adventure and that, and so I end up going up to Darwin, yeah. And mining? Uh, no, not mining. They're civil up there. Yep. Yeah, but um, and then then I left there and come to Charters Towers and then went back in the mining. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And what machines were you operating at Charters? Uh, Charters. Yeah, Charters. Yeah. Charters. Oh, no, Charters. That's in the Charlie's, Charlie's Trousers. They oh, call it Charlie's oh, Trousers. So for anyone who doesn't for know, Charles that's inland from Townsville. Yeah, that's right. About, yeah, about hour, hour and twenty drive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's further than that from Townsville. No, no. No. I did it in no, my. Not if you got a fast car. It's not. Oh, far I did. I was going to say I did yeah. it in my Hyundai. What, what, what I think you, it took forever. What are you going by? Buddy? <laughs> what are you going by? Horse and buggy still. Hyundai scared. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Time. <laughs> and then if you keep going from Charters, you end up out at Mount Eliza. Yeah, that's right. Because that's where I was heading. Yeah. Because I worked at, yeah. um, oh, what's that mine? Ernest Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I drove out there in my Hyundai all by myself. Yeah. Scary. No, I did, I did uh, nearly all the mines in Charters Towers because we then we were at Charters Towers for seven years and that's where the kids did all their um, primary school and there yep. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yes, I did the Mount Leash and... Um, Thalanga, I had a couple of goes at Thalanga um, there, and then uh, Highway Reward Mine, that was underground, so I went went oh, underground, I thought I'd... Real I'd, mining? Yeah. Yeah, I was just something, you know, I hadn't done, so I, I wanted to uh, just give it a go, just mm-hmm. for the sake of, I can say, so I did it, you know. Um, yeah, it, it was it was all right, but I was like diamond drilling off-sider, you know, like throwing all the drill rods and core samples and all that, mm, you know. Very physical. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm so big and fit like why I am today, you know. Just gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's 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 handy. Clearly um, you're not in underground now. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But I still keep doing my exercise and keep in shape. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's handy quite handy when you work underground and that, yeah. Like because like, when you die like you already know your way around. You're planning on going to the other good place, the bad place. <laughs> yeah. Have no, you ever that, seen that that's, show that's on they, Netflix, The Good Place? Oh, my God. That's, no, that's what they told me when I started underground, mm. you know, these other lads there have been doing it forever and day. Hmm. They said that to me, They, you know, and I was like, I don't know where they're going with this, you know. They said, oh, it's handy work underground, mate. And I'm like, yeah, why? And they're like, because when you die, you know, like then you already know your way around. I'm like, oh you use the tunnels God. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when you get put in the hole, yeah. you already had home. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh, yeah, I've been oh, here before. I'm, used to the I'm like, oh, these fellas have got a oh, sense of humour. <laughs> how long did How long did you stay underground? Oh, it wasn't long. Yeah, it was only a few months. But that was mainly. Sunshine. That was only mainly. Yeah, 
one that was one reason. I, yeah, I like to be see the trees and the birds and mm. stuff and that. And uh, the other reason, but the fellow I was working for, he but he wasn't a real good payer and that, so I sort of yeah. put out why I could and. Um, and luckily I did because then I'd only just left a week or so and then the mine flooded. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because that, the portal was, um, that's the um, the opening, you know, entrance to the underground. Yeah, the scary bit. Um, well, originally when they did the original open cut there, then at the bottom of that, then they went underground, then they put a portal in there, but then they had to um blank that one out like put a big concrete plug in there as they mm. do like there's people that just go around all mines and, and that's they specialize in putting that concrete plug in You're like right old portals yeah and they put a new porthole in higher up so that old porthole then is down at the bottom of the old open cut and um and then there's a heap of water in there now now it's just like a big dam you know and then mm. even when i first started there the first day i started there and we're driving down down the in the um entrance there and then we go down to this level and then they point out and you, and you can see the back of this concrete plug you know and there's all water oozing in around mm. it and stuff and then i'm thinking i'm thinking about all the water that's up above you and thinking well that's not good and uh yeah and, and seeing that's there. that's what happened um but what they do when they build these plugs they have like a 100 mil 150 mil stainless steel pipe that goes through the center of this plug and on the outside that's going to be underwater. They have like valves and that on there as well, yeah, but they're all like stain, supposed to be stainless steel. But what happened was one of them fittings end up mm. was only uh, say like galvanised fitting or something like that, and it and it corroded away because the water's acidic, you know, yeah. and um, and it rusted and it, and then the whole lot fell off, and then they couldn't stop the water. See, yeah. So they got everyone out. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like like yeah, so it flooded, but. But there was still enough time for everyone to get out, but not um, not uh, all the equipment, you know. Not yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, the, yeah. especially the um, drill that I was uh, working with, because you just don't pack them up and move them real, real quick, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all right, like a underground loader bogger and that, um, yeah. or the trucks they they can just like drive it head out, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so were you in development or the long haul? Look at me. Yeah, we were still doing the, um, like, um, yeah, the exploration, like, you know, and they were trying to see where the gold, the ore's going and that. Because right. that was yeah. gold mine. So, that was, uh, that, oh, was, no, it was, gold, um, isn't it, it was copperine gold, yeah. 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 See, where I first started in mining was a gold mine, but mm-hmm. we had... From what I understand, there was a shitload more copper there than gold, but the yeah. shareholders liked that it was a gold mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they were they always go together, don't they? Copper and gold. Oh, uh, yeah, normally. yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. We'll yeah. get into gold yeah, further yeah, down yeah, the track yeah, when yeah. we start talking about Plan B. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. So you got out of the underground. Then what did you do? Um, yeah, then well, I. You're in Charters Tower, so yeah, what happened yeah, after that? Yeah, so then I yeah went back. I went to. Um, Hang on, sorry. Ravenwood. Can I interrupt? Yeah. The. Oh, I'm going to. You've been doing it all day, I know, so right, I don't see how... why uh, Neil's any different here, yeah, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll. Yeah. 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 Um, Mount Leesham. Mm. I know some people that work yeah, there. Yeah, that was gold. Love you. Yeah. That closed, didn't it? It did. It did, yeah. That, that's that's when I, I got out because. Um, I was I was still working there, but then I, um, like I said, I just wanted 
want to go um, do something different for a little bit, you know, because yeah. um, by that time I'd sort of had like sort of 10 years, you know, in the league, mm. mining and that, so yeah. I just wanted to get out and, yeah, and I always, something I always wanted to do, when I was back from my ringing days and that, um, I just wanted to do prof- uh, professional roof shooting and pig hunting and stuff, like, always, like I'd done pig hunting and, and that, um, like up Weaver I shot and killed dog, dogs and knives and everything, like shot more pigs and mm. I got me big trophy up there, I, as you I can see. I saw that up there. On yeah, the 19, 1994, I won the um, Weaver annual pig hunt for the biggest tusk. That's that's them set there, and and yet let's see that set here. That's one's my um, uncle got about forty years ago up in the uh, golf there, and and they're like, well, I've never all the pigs I shot up Weeper, I've never seen a set like that. You know, wow, yeah, they were huge. But that yet yeah, them ones still won me the um, pig up in '94. There, I went in five, five of the Weeper pig. I got coolers kicking around here somewhere. They got oh. the Weeper. See, I don't, I can't, the thing with me, my ex, when I met him early days, like Mm. same as you, we were together 22 years in the 70 when we met and stuff, Mm -hmm. and he went and did a bit of brew shooting up Cooper Peavy Way for a bit, and you shoot the brews, right? Yeah. And when people go pig hunting, I thought, well, they're just going to shoot the pigs, but they don't. You get the dogs to drag them down, and then what do you have to go and stab yeah, it? Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, it's you can. Disgusting! Can't. I hate it. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on what you're doing. We don't have doing. to go too long into this because we've got yeah. a big story. To yeah. Tell, but yeah, oh, it just depends on what you're doing, you know. Like, but when you're, um, like, because I was doing it for a living, I, I we probably used to just shoot them, you know, and because there's so many. Yeah. Mm. Well, I only got into the. Uh, I used to just always just shoot them originally. Okay. And then. Um, no dogs, no nothing, just out on my own, my old faithful bloody, well first I had an old 308, you know, the, then I retired it, yeah, <laughs> then I, I retired it um, and got a um, lever action um, 3030 Winchester and um, yeah, and then, and that's all I did really and, and then one day this bloke lived up the road from me, he used to ride in the dogs and knives, you know, so he lost his dog, one of his dogs, out on a trip, so then he was heading back out there to look for it, so he just knew I was in the, uh, I didn't know him really, uh, but he sort of knew that I'd heard that I was in the pig hunting and stuff, so he just come down and introduced himself and asked me if I'd like to go for a run with him just for another set of eyes mm. to help find his dog, and um, yeah, and that's how I kind of got into the dogs and knives then, you know, yeah. Because dogs get hot and then they run into the creek don't they to try and cool off they get eaten up in winter yeah that does happen a bit yeah I'd reckon yeah yeah, yeah. yeah mm. and, and, and that nearly like nearly happened to my dog I had up there um were, yeah we were pig hunting there and there was a swamp not far from us and my dog he ran down there like just to grab a drink and then um and as I come out through the bush there I seen a ripple out in the middle of the mm. um lagoon there and then, then I could see a line of bubbles heading straight for my dog who was on the edge having a drink and that's that's the croc walking along the bottom and he's, yeah, disturbing the bottom mm. and you get that line of bubbles. Yes, yeah, so I had to like call him and make it as if we're going after a pig and yeah. that to get him away from the water, yeah. And but, did he get away? Yeah, 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 <gasps> yeah, yeah. but it, it does happen, it can happen. Like yeah. if, I, if I hadn't have seen 
seen those uh, that yeah. little bit of a ripple there because I thought oh, did I just see something then there in the middle or not you know and then then I seen that line of bubbles and I knew yeah and you know what to look for that's right yeah mm. well because my uncle like yeah. I said because he'd give me all he had all the hard lessons yeah that's right yeah mm. oh my god we end up back at Corpadons again yeah <laughs> I'm freaking out plenty okay. of them up there so Charters Towers Pigs and crocodiles, they all tie in together. See, they, yeah. Pigs and crocodiles and mining, yeah. fishing. It yeah, all, it yeah, all goes yeah that's right. Yeah. Okay, so what happened after Charters? Um, right there, what did we do? Oh, no, tell us what machines you operated. Oh, yeah, well, um, yeah, pretty much uh, diggers, loaders, graders. Yeah, I've always been pretty much my whole life. Uh, yep. Yeah, from when I when I got to like before when I just started um, with Kamalco there at Weeper, um, I'd, I'd only had like the um, civil you know machinery like backhoes, loaders and um, excavators, mm. smaller ones. Yeah, and then when I got in the morning, then yeah, then I did, then I got on the graders there when I was on the scrapers, you know. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, you always got to have a grader going around doing your circuits and that, and but we got the grader that. Had a bent mould board because it got run over by a haul truck, you know, um, oh. a year or so earlier. He was grading the main haul row and the, one of the big um, 150 tonne belly dumpers was driving down and run over his blade. <gasps> and it uh, had a little bit of a slight bend in it and that, so they give that to us, you know, the scraper. So just ran over the blade, yeah. so I didn't get the car. Well, mate, he must no, just, the yeah, you know, it had it sticking out just a little mm. bit and then the old mate come along probably on night shift and... Oops. Yeah. So, um, scary when you're a grader driver. Yeah, but when when the, when the wet season comes, well then you got to when you're on the scrapers, you got to park the scrapers up because it's too wet to drive them then. Yeah. So then you got to go driving the loaders or trucks and that and fill in on that side of things. Yeah. And um, so when the first time I did that um, was sort of my first time driving the belly dumpers. And what sort of belly dumpers? What brand? That, well, they we had uh, three different types. Then we had the uh, old, old green Euclids. Euclids, we yeah. Used to have, well, I never drove them, but I heard all yeah. about the Euclids. People loved them because yeah. they were so fast. Yeah. Um, then you had the Cat. They were like about, I think they were like a seven eighty five equivalent, you know. Yeah. Um, same, same tractor sort of, you know, truck, same as you got here, but um, then you. Said so you got your tray, which is fix your truck. Then you got the articulate. You know, you got your belly dumper oh, on the back, okay. and then the, and you drop your load underneath the middle, you. Yeah, the door, right. Oh, you got doors open up under your bomb doors, and they yeah. open up, and as you drive over a bridge and drop yeah. your load okay. down under top of the feeders. Yeah. Yeah. But my first sort of experience there with like um, people clowning around. And that, which goes on a lot, a lot. Um, you know, and me being the like baby sort of, so to speak, up there. Then um, I swapped his well hot seat on night shift, and he was finishing like day shift. So we he jumped out. I met him down on the ground. He, I said, "Oh yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate." And then so I climbed up the steps, and and then I looked around just before I opened the door on the cab. And the, and the troopy was sort of hanging back a bit, and I was, I was wondering, like, well, what are they waiting for, you know? Anyway, so then I just reefed hold of the door and ripped it open. Well, next minute, this bloody air horn, which then, back in them days, they used to sit on top of the, just above the roof, right right head height, you know? Yeah. Just when you get in the cab. I ripped the door open, next minute, the air horn went off, 
Well, I nearly fell over the bloody rails because I, and I just shit, literally oh. shit myself. I didn't know what was going on. So what, what was going on? Well, because he, he was clowning around and they set me up. Oh. He, he tied, um, well, as you know, you've, got, you've been around a while, you, you've got the old paper toweling raw, the, yeah. the blue blue raw paper towel oh the old blue paper yeah, he, yeah. He, made, he made a bit of a rope out of that because it's so strong that because back then the air horns um, your horns was your um, chain like the truckies you know the old uh, uh, you know no yeah you know you got the chain like the what stand- chain that you he's yeah, holding you his hand up like you pull it yeah yeah like yeah. if you're in a in a steam train and you yeah, go yeah. Choo, choo. yeah that's right well that, that's uh, the horns that had the trucks had back then and on the steering wheel. No, they weren't on the steering oh, wheel. They had just the, just you the, are old. They just I mean, the, you've been mining a long yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, they just had the air horns, you know. Yeah. And um. Okay. So so, so he's yeah, he's made a rope, rope out of this um rope paper toweling, and it's it's pretty strong shit, eh? It is. Yeah. So he, and he's tied it on the chain, and then he's like tied it on the door, just enough so he could get his hands in there and tie it to the door. See, and then when I've and you open when the I door. open the door, well, then it's pulled the chain <gasps> air horn, which was at my head height, oh my God. and went off, and I just I didn't know what was going. on. And just, it stayed would have stayed on. It just yeah 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 yeah, like, yeah until, until I end up like pushing the door, and then I look around there, just all rolling around laughing, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, bloody the there's a yeah, se- the there's a section on. in the in the things now. No, in the, when you get them, no horseplay. Well, no horseplay, yeah. there is. Well, it's an actual like procedure, no yeah. horseplay. Well, that's what yeah. used to happen back then. Someone's going to lose an eye. Yeah. I mean, I saw yeah. the funny that's side of it. That's come up a lot in I saw the funny, funny side of it a little bit later, but just at that point in time, yeah, and yeah. being young and new and all that, and being, yeah. well, no, what the hell happened? Well, the yeah. trucks nowadays, a lot of them have a door alarm. Hmm. So when you open the door, the horn goes off. Burr, yeah, burr, yeah. Burr. Like, yeah. if, well, <clears> you, um... If say if you haven't got your part break on, yeah, or whatever, if you're not parked up correctly and you mm. open the door, and everyone at the crew part knows you've fucked up somehow because you've done something wrong yeah. on the go line, or but I've I've driven a few machines and the horn gets stuck mm. on. But but back them days, you know, they used to actually um, well give you wet weather training and all that, but they kind of like had to up there because you'd have three four months oh, of wet God. weather. Did they keep operating? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You operate all the time, but mm. when you're um, only new and young and that, like I was, and um, like they they give you actual training, you know, they they put me through wet weather training up there and put up wet up a big area and that, and I had to um, get this bloody hundred and fifty ton ball, ball truck thing, like belly dumper, and get it into a slide. But I was only kind of like a real little bit, and then the trainer says, "Yeah, up, mate, up, full lock," and and you can nearly touch the trailer out through your window. Because it's articulate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, oh. and and they got they got what they call jackknife stops on them trucks, and okay. and they're all made out of um, like concertated. Uh, what do you call it? Concertine steel, honey, yeah. like honey woven and that. Yeah. And and that's the idea of them is when if you jackknife it, that takes all the shock out of uh, going into the cab. Oh. But okay. they cost a lot of money to uh, rebuild yeah. and replace. So. So yeah. they get worn. Well, the only time you're really allowed to bang them up is is, is if you did tra- doing the train, you do, they kind of wear that then. But yeah. once you've been training that, yeah, like they don't, don't appreciate it. No. Yeah. And and but the training was good because the wet season was there. Well, that's why, hence why I was driving them because I had to park the scrapers up and uh, 
then go on the trucks and loaders. And yeah, and, and lucky I did that the bit of train because yeah, when I come down off the dump bridge there, um, and it had like a bit of a switchback straight after it, and yeah, and I, I went a big slide and started going off the road. But then your training kicked in, and with the belly dumpers, you just like pull your trailer brake on and, and hold it flat on your tractor. And yep. then it kind of straightens it out, but yeah, without right. that kind training. Kind of like driving through your retarder yeah, in Canada. Yeah, but the training was good because, you know, like I was sort of, when it happened, I, was, I felt, yeah, I was well, you know, got a bit much yeah. better feel for it. Not going like, fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Whereas and the, your legs go. Whereas a lot of these days, you know, down. a lot of people don't even, you start, they don't even get to experience that, you know. Like, no, because it They kind uh, of, they ties. get to do it when it happens. Yeah. You know, and then it's kind of like too and late. That, and that's where it can get scary out mm. there if you know there's a lot of new people on site yeah. who haven't driven in the wet and um, you don't get a lot of places they don't do the wet weather training because mm. of wear and tear on tyres, yeah. for one, and time out of the circuit and blah, blah, blah training. Yeah. Um, but I find the scariest part, other than, you know, if you're the one going sideways down the ramp or around the corner or something, mm. is if you're the one loaded going up the ramp and there's a truck yeah. coming at yeah. you that's fucking losing their shit, yeah. you're like, oh, I'll just stop here and then you can get stuck on mm. the ramp because they're going, go, oh, yeah. and oh, you've got to make yeah. split decisions because sometimes, especially here in Queensland, mm. the rain just comes like that. Yeah, I can tell you, you know. a few stories about that too, but we might leave that for another day. We might. We're going to be here all day. I am yeah. on my last beer, so we might move on. Yeah. <laughs> we might move on. So after Charter Stouts, you um, got away from Crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go? Yeah, well, I went to Ravenswood Gold Mine as well. Uh, same thing there, just driving like trucks, diggers, graders, um, old box and dice. Then I, yeah, we left there and went down to, I went down to Norwich Park there about 14 years ago. Oh, yeah. It's close. So we moved, we moved from, um, from Charter's House of Claremont, and we're only just renting there, but just to sort of, yeah, we're just sussing things out and that, and and then we had a bit of a look over here on the coast, um, and then we end up buying over here because, like, even though like myself and my ex-partner there, like we lived up Weeper and on the beach and all that all the years, but the kids really didn't experience that because they were only babies when yeah, we left right, Weeper, yeah. you know, and um, so that's why we come to Kalen here, like. Yeah, about then. So you give the kids a bit of a go on the beach for a change. Mm. Yeah, and then nice. yeah. So then I yeah I was at Norwich Park for a little bit, and then I went to uh, 2005. I started with um, Visa at Burton Downs. Mm. I did seven years there with them. Oh, oh, I did I did five first off, and then I I left and went down to Miles with at that new Camby Downs coal mine. Because okay. I had a property down there, and it was only like twenty minutes from property to the job, so mm, and, and it used to be quite funny because when I used to um, work at Burton and after night shift, and I used to take me seven half hours of drive to Miles, and which I used to do that, uh, I was you know I was a bit touch and go at times, you know, I might have to pull up and have a little nap here and there. Good and, idea. And and then sometimes <laughs> when I was working at Canby Downs, and I was only twenty minutes from home, and after night shift. I was flat out making them home. <laughs> it's 20 minutes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're 
fatigue can kick in at any time, Let's as see. they say. But yeah, yeah when you f- 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 fatigue. Yeah, so yeah, did um, yeah two years. That was a brand new mine there, so I was, I was part of all that, and um, I was trainer assessor and all that there as well. You know, as well as all the other equipment. Um, yeah, and then then I come went moved back to uh, Mackay and went back to Burton for another two years. Yep. Yeah, and then I took my, I took a redundancy there, then in long service. Yeah. Were you there till the end? Because that closed. Yeah. Oh Burton, well, that was. Yeah. Well, I was kind of winding down pretty much then, yeah. but it did run for another year or so. Yeah. Just that had a, a skeleton. Just a skeleton crew, yeah. you know. But no, I, I just said thought I'd um, grab me money and run and have a little bit mm-hmm. of a time off, and then I went back up to week, did a trip up Weeper and. Uh, went back and did a little bit of prospecting and just fishing and crabbing up there and it was uh, like 17 years since I'd been up to Weeper at that point. <gasps> yeah, so... So has it expanded and like grown immensely in that um, time or uh, not really? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah, they started to... Um, the mines are going wider and further afield now and and also the um, yeah house, housing estates and that, they, they always got bigger and bigger, yeah. 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 Like most places. Yeah, and, and and it's really going off up there now too, you know. Yeah, because right. yeah. there's a lot of mines up I've there. I've been half time with going back up there as well, oh, but if yeah. I go back there, I want to go back there with Rhea and, you know, you know, so I can be on all the good loops and perks and have Yeah, yeah. four on, four off. I, I could go up there any time with contract, but, you know, yeah. yeah, I've been there, done all that stuff before, yeah. you know, over the years and that, and just, yeah, so one day maybe, I don't know. So... Does that lead you on to where you are now? Um, well, After no. I, I had the I had the month. I had about a month and a half off, and then and then I come back and thought, oh, will I get back to work? I suppose, and then um, yeah, and then I started out at Dornia there, you know, um, oh. at labour hire, you know. Yeah. So then I did the three and a half years labour hire thing, and. Um, yeah, which I wasn't you real uh, happy about, and um, mm. yeah, and I was I was um, fairly involved in in with the petition that was going on to uh, stop the labour hire and that, and yeah, that I met, created the labour hire inquiry. Yeah, that was, they had. Yeah, because I did a big submission for yeah. that as well. Yeah, a lot of people. I did, in my there was a lady I met out of Dorney, and, and and she was you know like pretty much. Running, you know, organising everything, and, mm. and I just um, kind of was having a bit of a yak, yak to her on the um, all road on morning, whatever it is, see or something. And then I actually met her at um, at the camp and that day out yep. there, and and um, yeah, and then I, you know, was through like out doing it there, and that was getting a lot of petitions and that, and yeah, but unfortunately we didn't get enough, you know, which was surprising. Mm. But they have had. A lot of changes recently. Yeah. They have to at least... Now, I'm going to have to smack you if you make that, keep making that oh, noise. That's yeah. all right. I'll go and get a full <laughs> go one. Go and get a full yeah. one then, yeah. Am I allowed to go and get a full one? You can go and get a yeah. full one. All right. <laughs> Sorry, he was just cracking his can, you know. I've had a couple of people do that. I'm like, I have to smack you. Mad Baz was the worst. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll do this. Oh, we'll stuff. do the... Yeah. Oh, so you're on the wrong can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't muck around. Mate. I don't muck around. Um, um, mm-hmm. So now they have to be licensed labour hire. 
contractors here, yep. which they never used to be. I mm. can't believe they never used to have to be. Because um, yeah, yeah. I had government inquiry and a lot has changed since then. But for yeah, those I'm actually going who through the channels to sort, sort of a bit of that out, actually, and see, bit, check my entitlements. And oh, stuff. a bit deeper. Yeah. Mm. So can you explain to people who are listening why it sucks, just as an overview, because we've still got a lot to talk about, yeah. but why it sucks to be a labour hire for three and a half years? Well, yeah, well, it's it, pretty straightforward, really, um, because of the, uh, obviously you get no holiday pay, no sick days, when it rains you get put off, so you lose days there. Um, yeah, well, I went from being like pretty good financially, and then the, did the three and a half years, and uh, yeah, near ruined me. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it's a reduced amount of money as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, Different hourly rate. Yeah, most of the time. And the annoying part too is then, like, it's just a system, I suppose, you know, which is wrong. Um, you know, when you're going to have like. You know, you've been doing this job for a long time. You think you should be paid accordingly, you know, for your experience and that. But yet, that doesn't really sort of, you know, come into it. Then, then you can have new starters starting in there and be permanent straight up and and getting more money than what people have got with like twenty, twenty-five years experience. And, and like, it just doesn't. Mm. Well, I mean, good on good on them people who are getting yeah, that. Yeah, because that's like, not that, their that, fault. No, that's exactly that's, right. That's right. Yeah. No, it's more the system, you know. Like, yeah. But I, I've always been, um, it, like when I was with Thies at Burton there, we, everybody was on the same pay rate. Digger, driver, truck driver, it didn't matter. You're all the same, and, really? and I was quite happy with that. No level one, two, and three. No. No, it was only only the last oh, 12 months I was there, maybe, that where they we went through a new EVA, and, and then they end up bringing in, like, I think we used to get, like, if you're a digger operator, like... Um, we used to get like an extra $30 a day if you're on the digger. But, you know, over the fortnight, well, that equated to that like probably 250 extra in your pay, you know, which mm. which is good. But it, it didn't really worry me, you know. I've never been one to think that I should get more, you know. Like I, it's just a job. I've been doing it that long. I don't mm. reckon it's that hard, you know. Like, it doesn't matter whether you drive a truck or a digger or a grader, or you're all one team, you know. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. Julia's my awesome accountant. She's written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker, and she's got a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. She's got heaps of tips and makes sure that we get every cent we are meant to get and is right on the ball with everything. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things, and you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. And that's just one of the things that they've got over there. So I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and see what they can do and find your 
nearest office as we come up to tax time. They're really on the ball, know what's going on with the tax department and there's heaps of other free information like property investing. If you really plan on doing some great things with your money, you want to do that, right? If you want to sell your house, can save a lot of money if you find out what to do first rather than in hindsight. And Julia, she'll, you know, make sure you get it right. And if you do it wrong and then go and see her, she'll <laughs> she'll up you <laughs> in the nicest possible way because she really cares about us and wants us to keep our money and not give it to the tax department. Anyway, head over to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Let's go the, down this rabbit hole that I mentioned earlier I wanted mm. to go down. Because you're a digger driver. Mm. Bit of a gun. If you're working side by side with my bird. Bit of a gun? A bit of a gun. You must be a good digger driver. Oh, I'll just, I'll go, I'll just you know, do what I need to do. No, do what I'd you need never, to do. Oh, don't I'd talk yourself down. I'd never blame my own down. horn or anything. No. Yeah. But, but I'd just like to get this one in there. But yeah, I, I did my time the fame as I did drive the um, first 9800, Lieber 9800 digger that come to Australia. So, right, that's um, where I was I've, going. You know, and then like I said, I started um, on those little old diggers years ago, you know, change rocket, and then I went to 20 tonners and 30, 50 tonners, 100 tonners, 250. I've done my apprenticeship. And so therefore, it was good? Yeah. But did you have a bit of a like... Fuck yeah, I yeah. got the... Are they the orange ones? No, no, they're... they're Levers high, what? Levers what, yeah. yeah. Hitachi you're talking about. So they got 9800s? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, so is yeah, that like a 998? See, I know Lieber diggers is yeah, 996, yeah. 994. Well, 996s were, were the... They were the bomb before the 9800. But I still I still prefer 996 even now, today. Yeah, I reckon I, our mate would too. I don't, yeah. I don't, so 9800... Is a Liebherr come out? But it's bigger. So after another, the 996. That's so why right. is it yeah. not called 998? Oh, I don't know. They just make up. <laughs> they just make up. These, Can you just get on the phone and call Liebherr? They just make Lieber up these numbers, Lieber. you know, like yeah. Yeah, because I always thought 9800 was the orange Hitachi ones because it doesn't sound like a Liebherr to me. Yeah, no. Oh, you got you got the um, Hitachi. 800s or something, I think they call them, which is equivalent to the 90, Lieber 9800s, yeah. So have you driven Hitachi no, figures? Yeah, not, yeah, the, the, the 5600, the 5500, oh, all the little ones before that, yeah. you know, um, right up to the 5500 and the latest ones are 5600, yeah, I've driven all them. Yeah, yeah. right. But I haven't driven the, the 800, I think they call it, yeah. Yeah, right, the big, big Oh, well, it's just, girl. it's just... The same as like the ninety eight hundred, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, as but, but levers the better. I, I I'll drive high tarts if that's what I've got to do. But mm. I prefer levers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do too, and I don't drive them. Yeah. But I just like them. They're white. Yeah. Okay. And I've had to clean them a lot in the water car. Yeah. And they've been in my world a lot more. High tarsies have yeah. been the little shitty little one higher ones mm. they've had. Um. Yeah, it's funny how you that's that's what you get used to. And I've known some Liebherr yeah. digger fitters and stuff who are pretty cool. So I'm like, I'm a Liebherr girl. I just like I just <laughs> never like, operated one in my life. I just like being down. Um, see, when I started at Lake Vermonte um, seven months ago, well, I was three months east straight on the 9800, you know, and then um, 
then they had a couple other younger fellows coming up, you know, they, and they started giving them a crack and that, and it's good because then I'll be back on the nine on sixes, but one day I'll be digging coal or half a day digging um, overburden, and then you'll go on the coal, and, and I like that bit more variety in that, right. you know. I don't yeah. like when you're on that 98, you're just sitting in overburden all the time, like, and oh, that, okay. to me that gets a little bit boring, like. Smashing out the dirt. Because I used to say overburden is dirt yeah. and rock. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, but then, you, also, then you're in the limelight all the time. Everyone's watching you, you know, the figures, tonnage and all that, you know. Yeah. Like, more pressure. Yeah, I've, I've been, that been there, done all that, like, you know, mm. leave that for the young fellas now. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm quite happy to step down, you know. And just take them under your yeah. wing? Do you help them out? Oh, yeah, or? yeah. I've always, always been like that, yeah. Like yeah. I said, I've been a trainer assessor too over the years and that, yeah. And yeah. I in always, diggers um, too? Yeah, diggers, graders, dozers, loaders, anything. Yeah. yeah. Trainer. Yeah. yeah. So... For people that are looking to get into the industry or who have just started as a truckie, let's go truckie, newbie, going under a digger, which is an excavator, or some people call them backhoe without the back bit, Mm. I call it, I don't know. Isn't it? Yeah, just digger. It's a digger, because we had a uh, a supervisor who called them backhoe. It's not backhoe. Yeah, up, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. has got like they, they were my favourite machine before I got in the mining. Like, um, yeah, because they've got a civil, scoopy bit on the back. Yeah, you got your digger because it was the best of both worlds. You it's had, like a loader. You had your loader and your digger, and that's why yeah. they were my. Yeah, I drove. I drove one of them out at um, Kakadu up in Darwin there towards fixing road crossings oh. when I was up there. Yeah. So yeah. a nine nine six ain't no backup. No, no. Why? No. I we and see. I'm not going there, but the people who, who, that know yeah. me know who I'm talking about. And yeah. we always knew yeah. he didn't know much about that, mining. Exactly. If, if, <laughs> he, if he's calling him a backhoe, a digger of backhoe, well, obviously he doesn't know yeah. too much, you know. Not just any digger, nine months in. Yeah. Three of them. Yeah. But mm. anyway. We'll get these, back, get these big backhoe girls going. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> Anyway, so four truckies come who start and they're trying to figure out how the fuck do I read the mind of a digger driver? How can they be the best? Yeah, well, for you? good, good what, luck. What with do you that. want to know? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll leave it open to you. Whatever you think you want to say to them, I've got a couple of things that I. Usually oh, well, say. you know, there, there's, there's, there is like, as you, as you would know, like every digger driver is a little bit different, but there mm. still is a basic standard, mm. you know. To to there's a few different um, dig patterns, you know. Whether you're double benching, whether you're um, retreating, there, there is a, a general, you know, position to come into and all that. But it, it it can there is a lot of variables in it at times, you know, like depending on bench bench height, materials, all sorts of stuff comes into it. But just a general run of the mill, yeah, like. But this is one of ongoing things, you know, in in mining and yeah, like I know truckies get frustrated. Um, with it, you know, because they go, oh, I went under that digging where I was re- looking in the mirror and backing up to his uh, front of his track, and that was fine for him. And then I went to the end of this other digger drive, and he's like, you know, move over to your left, you know. Or, but yeah, it's a bit hard to get away with that, but because some people, some digger drivers, just you know, that they'll they'll sit closer or further away, and then that all changes the spot where you can come in on to reach in the truck and. Yeah, so the best way of that is you just have a talk with the digger driver at crib time and, and just tell him, you know, uh, they'll tell you, rather than um, 
go on over the radio and make you, you know, feel like an idiot. You can just talk to them at the crib time and say, oh, hey, where, where would you like me to come in on the, on, you know, on the track or a little bit on the idler or, you know, mm. and they'll let you know then. That's it. And mm. you get to know who's in the digger. Yeah. Where they like, they might like you on the tip of the track, yeah. meter off, this, that, yeah. that. And well, I, even I, I, though I, they say no, like the training mm. department will tell you, yeah. no, this is where it is. This is how it is. And yeah. then you get out there and you go, no, that's not. I, I are the personal preferences from digger drivers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, like. I got a bit cranky at um, one of the pubs where I was working there the other week actually because this, this young fitter, he was in there and he, and he wasn't at our mine, he was another mine there because there's quite a few in that area. And uh, then he started going on about truckies and that and how they whinging and carrying on about, oh, come fix my radio, AMF radio and, you know, and all this shit. And well, that's then, what you're paid to do, mate. And yeah, job. Yeah, and I, I said, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if you spent much time in a truck, mate, but um, I said... <laughs> I, I have done over the years, years ago, and I said, and one thing I never did was forgot where I come from. And I said, and I said, it's, it's a you know long time that truck all day, every day, and and, and especially night shift. Mm. I said, and the radio is a fatigue thing, mate. Fatigue so, management, that's right. Yeah, I said, so I'm not going to be part of your, you know, rant here. And I said, you won't get any sympathy from me, mate, over there. I said, because they, they, you know, their radio is not working. Well, it should be fixed, at, at, you know, as soon as it can be. Mm. Yeah. So I went off and had a game of pool because I didn't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> That's better than standing there and having yeah. an argument. Yeah. So since we're talking about newbies at the moment, as far as coming in under the digger and stuff, yeah, yeah. so talk to your digger driver, you know. Mm. Um, what, do you, what do you see these days as the best way to get into mine? Um, yeah, well, you... Pretty much, uh, it, it always helps if you, the mines or companies, they, they like do prefer you to sort of, they always target around that, you know, 20 year old, roughly, you know, like, um, so you've already had like, you know, a year or two sort of out in the real world, but, you know, a bit of general mm. sort of different type jobs and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and then obviously if you can, uh, if you're lucky enough to just get a traineeship where you you know they put you through all that stuff well that's good but if you can't it's getting that way now with everything picking up where, where you can get away with that now but go back a year or two ago like when everything was um labor hire and that well if you had you went you know it's like i did this like years ago too you know i went when i cha um changed from metalliferous to coal well i went and um put myself through um, me black coal back in them days, you know, which is the same as like the RWIs now, you know. Mm. Um, and I paid for that myself. I paid for my coal board medical, and and I really couldn't afford it. Really, um, it cost me about back then about twelve hundred dollars because I was up in Charterstown. I had to come down Mackay, and then I had to go out to Moorumbah and and do the um, BMA SGS thing as oh, well. Yeah. Um, but, but I bit the bullet and, and I, you know, sometimes it's about helping yourself as well, you know, not just sitting back and waiting, you know, um, for things to come to you, you've got to go chase it, you know, and, and if you do that little bit, you know, to help yourself, well, that goes for you because they see that, well, here's a self-starter, you know, someone who's willing to get out and 
try and make the effort to um, get themselves in the right direction, you know, and mm. yeah, and that can go for you. Uh, you can be lucky to, to get a job where, where they pay for everything and that, but, um, and it's, yeah, it probably is heading that way now, for, but it won't last. It'll only, you know, another, as you know, morning cycle every five years or so, and then mm. she'll um, go back the other way. And But yeah, it was more so that way in the last year, two or three, that if, if you, um, especially labour, because the less they got to pay for, well, they're going to put people on who's already got their uh, Stand 11 and Cold War Medical rather than have to, because it's all about the money, mm. especially when the coal price is down. It's all about the money, money, money. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Cobalt Medical now is called a Section 4, which sounds like yeah, yeah. the psych wing, you know. Section 4. Yeah, that's Section been, 4 is yeah, your Cobalt yeah, Medical. Yeah, it's yeah, Black Hole. Yeah. It's Black Hole, Cobalt Medical. Section 4 yeah. is what it's called yeah. now, which is... But, you know, yeah, and anything, just anything you can do along the way... Um, because you got to remember, you're, you're competing. This, I'll give an example. When I when I got that job up in um, Weeper with Camelco, and and when I went in the first day, I went in to do the inductions and all that sort of stuff. They said, "Well, you want to think yourself lucky," because um, well, there was about twenty of us started that day, and they said, "You just want to think yourself lucky." Like, use a twenty out of like I think it was like about four thousand applicants. Mm. They're, they're the sort of odds you're competing That's with. That's right, you got to stand so, out. So, yeah, you you got to stand out, put your best foot forward and, and yeah. Yeah, show them that you, you're really keen and, um, yeah, mm. so the more you can have, right. have in on your resume mm. and good referees and all that sort of, it, yeah, it all, all helps. That's it. Mm. And a little bit of, uh, I drove the tractor at the cane farm growing up or yeah, whatever stuff like that you know like any, anything. anything mechanical yeah exactly like, you know yep. yeah that's what mad mumsies say so what about people who maybe they've got their dream job they've got their start you're, you're killing me here i, I haven't had a smoke for ages oh my now. god you, come on okay this will make you me. talk quicker you're right you said you wanted to give up we got to because i'm yeah, nearly it, out of yeah, here so yeah. we got to wrap in up in my own time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um for newbies who are already on site, mm. just give us your top three best tips for them dealing with crew. Yeah, um, con- you know, I'm coming. Yeah, from. yeah. Just listen, listen to mm. um, like say the you know digger operator or do- dump dozer operator. Um, don't take it to heart <laughs> if. Uh, you know, you might be in the wrong spot, whether you're on the dump or at the digger. But yeah, don't take it to heart or anything. Just, um, yeah, because that's one thing. If you're in mining, you have a bit of a thick skin, you know. And um, as you you work that out as you go along. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, just take all the advice, you know, you can along the way. And, um, yeah, obviously, you know, there's... You learn, like me, you know, over the years, you know, there's different people show you different things, tell you different things, and then you just got to be, you know, you at the time you take it on board, but as you go along, you sort of pick the best out of it, everything can, hmm. Yeah, that's right, you get, you, because everyone, you lot get of, in a lot of different ways, tell you, know? you something different, and yeah. just take it all, and then blend like, it like, your like, way. Like, you know, if you're on a digger, you know, like myself, you know, like, there's, there's probably like, three different ways you can go about doing a certain dig pattern, you know? Yeah. Um, but 
and, and I watched when I was younger and just getting on the diggers and that and I, I watched the older fellas and, and but there'd be a few different ones and but and I oh well that's all right and oh but the, oh but I like this idea because it works better because what X you know mm. reason and and you just adapt your own what you think's the best as you go along you know yeah. there's more than one way to skin a cat but you know that's right but also you don't want to reinvent the wheel no that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so you blend the two the main, the, the, cat, the main thing is when you're new and that you just you just gotta listen and 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 take other people advice like from what who've been yeah. doing it for a long time and then as you go along and you start getting a bit more experience yourself then you can start sort of forming your own yeah opinion or way you should you know you'll know what's right from wrong then and yeah what works the best and great advice hmm. great advice okay we might just do some short fire Questions. Short fire. Short fire. Is that a word? Boom. That's not boom, boom. Boom, boom. We're shooting off yeah. the air We're not right. stabbing the pigs, we're shooting them. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, when you first started, what were your biggest struggles? Um, probably, well, Yeah, because well, I'd say I was only 22, and I'm probably going to have to eat a bit of humble pie here, but... No! Um, a digger driver eating humble pie! Yeah. Copy, copy, um, call the work. I, I, I wasn't so much back in the Camelco, like, so much on the diggers, but I was, like, loader and dozer and trucks and graves and everything else, but... Um, but being young, you, like, you think you know everything, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, but you don't realise that until... You know, a few years later, like might be like five years later, ten years later, even even when you're, you're early thirties, like you're still learning. But mm. but when I was young, but I, I did like come from, like I say, because I started work early, and and I'd been on civil machinery, backhoe load and all that. And but yeah, I, I did think that I didn't know everything, <laughs> and and it wasn't until a few years later that I really, I thought, oh, hang on a minute. But I I I did. Um, yeah, the fellas were probably trying to do the right thing, but I didn't really take that on board at the time. I just thought, oh, well, you're not going to tell me. I, I know what I know what going yeah. on here, you know. So that's the older fellas? Uh, not the real old fellas, but probably more the ones that were in their 30s or 40s, yeah. you know, then. And yeah. Yeah. I probably should have, yeah, looking back now, oh, I worked this out a long, long time ago now, but, yeah, I... I should have listened a lot more instead of making out I knew everything that mm. I didn't, you know. And that is something that's come up over and over again. I'm glad you brought that up mm. in interviews on the podcast is, you know, once you've been doing it six months mm. or something, so yeah. tell me about trucks and I'm going yeah, trucking. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you have a major fuck up and you go, yeah. one lady yeah. I interviewed, she did big 360 down the ramp and, mm. you know, she thought she was the shit. Yeah. And then it doesn't take much to put you back and go, oh, mm. yeah, all right then. Yeah. yeah. And you're always learning, whether it's a new piece of equipment or, you know, always yeah. trying to improve yourself, you know. Yeah. In all parts yeah. of it. Um, okay, very good. What is your favourite roster and why? Um, uh, probably, probably be the... Um Lost, oh, the seven and seven, I suppose. Um, yeah, just because purely you get your seven days off, you got time to. It, it it just depends on where I'm living and where I'm working, and all that can change my view on rosters as well. 
Seven and seven is good if you're away. If you're yeah. wor- working, and living a lot, got yeah, to drive a long job. way, you yeah. know. Because it's less trips. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're um, Yeah, like I say, that, that just all comes down to personal preferences, really, like in your situation and mm. now what's what, going on in your life. And When we were um, just having a, a brief outline of what we may or may not cover in this interview, you said... You told me your favourite roster was five and two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, I, oh no, we've got to say that. But it, yeah. five and two is normally yeah, but I mean supervisor like, office kind of shindig. But your yeah, version, yeah, no, my version is like yeah, five days off, two days on. Five and two, yeah, that's yeah. right. Five off, yeah. two on. That's same, right. same money, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's not <laughs> even time. Fuck yeah. even time. Yeah. <laughs> that's so old school. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've done all the rosters. Um, yeah. What's the, all the longest roster that you've done? Oh, uh, yeah, it'd be like the two, two, two and one, I suppose. Two and one, that, yeah. yeah, sort of. But yeah, I don't like that. They're, they're, it's too long, you know. Like, mm. yeah, it's all right if you probably. You know, single and working at little whoop whoop and, and that and young and want to save heaps and that I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just too long for me. But but you know, you're nearly ready to kill people after seven days, let alone two weeks. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I'm going to kill you. Yeah, crack yeah. that can uh, again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any tips for sleeping, especially night shift? Right, eh? Um, yeah, well, it, it, it is a hard one. I mean, I'll tell you what I do, but it, it is a hard one because, um, as you know, everybody's got their own schedule and, you know. Um, but for me, I I always just treat it like when you're working day shift, you know, like you come home from work, you stay up a couple of hours, and then you go to bed. Most people, you know, like when you're on day shift, you, you go to bed like 9, 9.30 or something like that, you know. Mm. Um, so I always try and run with that. Like when you're on night shift, like a lot of people come home off night shift, then they'll go to bed straight away, but then they'll be up at lunchtime. If I know. not, you know. And then guts about it and at then, tea. And oh, I've been up all day. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then, then that becomes a long time until you knock off again, mm. you know. And then obviously then that, that sets them up to go to sleep straight away the next morning because they're obviously that tired yeah um but I've, yeah i've always just tried it when i when i'm on night shift i'll come home but i'll, I'll stay up for a few hours you know i won't go to bed till like yeah 9 30 probably 10 yeah and then then i'll just like sleep right through it'll say four o'clock four thirty. Nice. get up just enough to go and have dinner get organized and yep. go to work and Perfect. so you treat it just the same mm. you know that's doesn't always work, but that, you no, know, it's but just the, the general main... rule of me thumb. That's what I do. Yeah, I've, I've tried that um, going to bed straight after night shift and everything, but I, I just don't like waking up at like um, eleven, twelve o'clock, mm. and and then then you're up for that whole yeah, time then because you, you can't you can't get back to sleep then, yeah. or just yeah. when you are ready to feel like you come four thirty, you know, five o'clock. Then you're starting to like ready to go to bed, feel like you could not off again, but then you got to go. You got to get up and go to actual work and now. It's yeah, like when you're on right. day shift. When you're on day shift, you know you get up and you like you don't get up that much. You know, maybe an hour or so. You know, hour and a half before you're actually going to go to work on day mm. shift, don't you? Yeah. Well, so that's so you do the same. I try on and night treat shift the, exactly the same. Yeah. Yep. 
So when you... But like I say, I understand like everyone's different and yeah. with sleep patterns and everything, and so mm. you just got to find what works for you at the end of the day, really. Yeah, and different, yeah. like you say, different times it works. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't always work that way. Okay, what about your old PPE, your hard hats, your clothing issues, um, even oh, your, yeah. right down to your... Yeah. Your signing cards, like your swipe cards. I knew one um, girl who kept them because she liked to compare how fat she was. <laughs> like, what, really? Stop it! <laughs> you know, because they take the your photo. picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right she goes, um, oh, I was looking good there. I was having a good hair. Well, obviously, the work, you work shirts and, and trousers. Mm. They, as anyone would know in mind, they become your fishing clothes. But not see. I well, I don't really. Oh, I mean, I've always, garden, always you've always wear them fishing. Yeah, or out mowing the yard and that. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, because mo- most of them should like they're they're good, like so you don't get burnt and stuff and that. And, yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, I've always I've probably still got some new clothes that I never opened from mm. back in my whipper days. Because we get so many. I yeah. took a photo. I'll put I'm it a little in bit the hard getting into them now. You know. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I took a photo of all mine and I had like a mountain of pants and shirts. From over the years, you get the clothing issue all the time and stuff. They've backed off a lot in the last few years because of money and stuff. Mm. But back then, you got to, whether you need it or not. Yeah. And um, I know there's a lot of people in this area, especially. Yeah. Every time you see them, they've got bloody work shirt on. See, I'm the opposite. I'm not at work. I don't want to wear my fucking work shirt. In the garden, I'll wear an old t-shirt or something. Mm. But each to their own. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying that a lot yeah. of people do that. Oh yeah, no, I just um, I got, I got pretty much a new jacket from every mine I've been and still hanging in the cupboards mm. and that. Um, but the older ones, then they just go in my ute and they're like camping jackets and fishing jackets and yeah, yeah visitor yeah. jackets. Yeah, you've always got a visitor. Yeah. Yep. When someone visits, you've got well, a jacket. You always then got when a it's pillow. Pissing down with the rain, a pillow on the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I did. I, I always, even summertime, I always still cart a jacket, you know. Yeah. On night shift to work? Yeah, yeah. In case oh, you get a well, chance you know, to nap? Oh, a little bit of that, but mainly because, you know, you don't know, like, rain comes in and that, and, and yeah, you just. And then you're freezing. Then you're, yeah, that's right. Mm. That's nice. Now, Earlier you were telling me about your hard hats. Yeah. What do you do with those? Um, yeah, I've got a few of them from over the years and that, but yeah, pretty much they just um, stay in the shed or my container and that, and I don't know. Just you don't make pot hangers out of them, plump petunias in them? Or that's one of the things I've heard of. No, I haven't really. I've got mine hanging up in my shed. Yeah. Just in the area. And because what I like the best about my hard hats is the stickers that are on them. You yeah. know, and the drawings yeah, on the cup. You're not supposed to put stickers oh, on them. I know, them. but everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do. But, yes. Okay, um, do you... I'm smacking. <laughs> do you have any stories about work boots, steel caps? Um, have you ever left them home? Have you ever had a scorpion in them or a snake? Or freaking don't tell me there's a crocodile story around your work boots <laughs> yeah yeah it, it just ain't the whole boot and leg uh, oh, oh. <laughs> no no um 
Yeah, no, not really, actually. Mm-hmm. Only like that one, yeah, when we went to Darwin and we um, called into um, Pine Creek, which is a gold mine, and um, and there's a big famous tree in there and that's pretty much called the boot tree. Yeah. Because everybody, I think, like, when they're leaving or whatever, or they get the new issue, they, they all go down to this one tree in Pine Creek and they all throw, throw their boots up and, yeah, it was quite funny to see. Oh, yeah. yeah. But a couple of them missed, and there are, are the odd pair hanging on the um, power lines. On the power lines, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, when I left one mine, I hung my boots up mm. on the fence uh, yep. outside my unit, my donga. And then when I left, and then the next day when I was packing up, like, you know, that's mm. on the piece. Oh, I'm doing the power lines. I'm never going back to mining. And then I'm like, oh, but those boots are still all right. Yeah. And I went and got them off and took them home. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you ever... I put them in the garden. As oh, right, eh? Yeah, no, I yeah, haven't really done yeah. anything really with them. No. But, uh, and have you ever had creatures in them? Uh, probably just the odd cane toad. Cane toad? Yeah, that's why, <gasps> oh. hence why I don't really leave my... Um, boots and that, uh, as you can see, my shoes and joggers yeah. and that are Inside. over there. Um, yeah, but that, that stems from coming up, from, you know, from Weeper and Darwin and all that, whereas uh, I've had actually like death adders and brown snakes like in the car. I used to always just leave my cast nets for fish and that outside the door there, patio, yeah. and, that. and I've had um, snakes and that sort of <gasps> stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. So just bring everything. You didn't. Bring I, your I, didn't I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a scorpion or a um, centipede in my boot. But when my oldest lad was a baby up Weeper, we were going out and we were putting his boots on, and next minute he started squealing, you know. Mm. And um, we wonder what was going on, you know. But he thought it might have been like nappy pin, you know. Back in them days, you know, we, we real nappies. Yeah, 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 pins and all that. And um, and he's still squealing, you know, like well, what the. And we just put his boots on. Yeah, we pulled his boots off, and there was a big centipede, <gasps> one of those big orange and black ones. Oh. So it obviously must have bit him and that, yeah. Oh, was his foot alright? Yeah, like, yeah, did it no. Swell up or anything? No, not really, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just he, he, it took a while before he settled down. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. ouch. Bloody softy yeah. kids. I hadn't even thought they? about bloody kids' boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um. Oh. Women, have you got any tips for women? What have you seen work and not work? Or whatever you want to say about women, because I've had a very varying degrees of answers on this. Oh, right, eh? In the industry, not in general, like. Oh, don't get bothered. Oh, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> nah, no, um, no, I've worked with many, many um, women in mining over the years, and, and I've got a lot of good, good friends, women in mining over the years, and um, yeah, all I can really say is, um, yeah. Just keep, yeah, strive to achieve and, um, and yeah, don't take any shit from uh, loudmouth digger drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold, that's awesome, thank you. Or anyone, you know, like, just, yeah, you got to stand your ground, um, challenge them if you think something's not right. Um, yeah, like, obviously, the, you know, there, there's a degree where you sort of, if you don't know stuff, you got to listen, but there comes a point where... Sometimes, um, yeah, you know, you can get some weirdo digger drivers out there at times too. Believe mm. me, I've been and the game a long time. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's it. And challenge them. Mm. You know, sometimes they might want you to um, 
back the truck up in, in a not so safe position or, or on a dump that's not really, you know, slumping or whatever, like, and, and, they'll, and they're quite happy for you to, you know, go out there and do it if you want to, but if you don't feel like it's safe or mm. you know, just stand your ground, challenge them. Mm. And that goes for everyone, not just women. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's what yeah. 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 Yep, anyway. Um, and when life turns to shit, as it can for many of us, and yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've had your times over the years. Oh, yeah, What for sure. is your happy place, really? Um, yeah, mostly, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like me fishing and crabbing and just like to go down there and chill out and it doesn't matter whether I get a fish or a crab or not, I just, just I have a go, and but I'm just quite happy chilling down there. Yeah, and then hopefully my next long service, a few years down the track, then I'm going to um, take off and go prospecting full-time. Then you'll see me on the um, on that show that's on telly now, the, over in the west there and that. Yeah. The gold. Yeah, the gold Aussie. Aussie gold? Yeah, oh, Aussie gold diggers or something Aussie, like yes. that. Yeah, I just haven't yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've done all that. Um, but I've done that while I was married, you know, and um, had kids and I sort yeah. of did it on my days off and... Yeah, because when I was working with Camalco, um, I took my annual holidays back when I was only like 24 and 25, and I took my annuals two years in a row, and when everyone else is heading into Weeper because the wet season's coming, well, then I'm taking annual, and I'm going the other way and heading heading uh, up in the mountains because I was um, chasing the gold, you know, I wanted to be up there when the rain was on and that, you know, so... Right, so I'm going to interrupt you here because I have made a management decision that I'm going to come back and I'm going, we're going to sit down and we're going to do this again mm. and we're going to talk all about those prospecting days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know there'll be heaps oh, yeah, of stories yeah. about oh, that. Yeah. Even what you were telling me the other night, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. you know, with yeah, the like slurry so being, and this and that. Yeah, because my uncle t- taught me when I was 18, you know. Yeah, so and, we need and to... I've been doing it a long time, but, yeah, I want to eventually just... Do it full time one of these days, yep. and that, and that's yeah. your escape room. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Which is when I said, "You've got an escape room. You should come a, on my podcast." Because there comes a time where you just gotta move over and move on, and, and let the other young ones have a go in mine. And sometimes, like after how many years all together is it now? You've been yeah, twenty-five years now. Twenty-five. Yeah. You just get, you know, fucking Oh yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Some people do, you know. Yeah. You've obviously and, and I've it. noticed within myself, just especially the last twelve months, you know, probably I just mm. like, you know, I just don't know if I can do this much longer. I, I, you know, it doesn't worry me how much money I've got or anything. Like I don't need anything. I like I'll do that Cape York and Darwin. Mm. I can live anywhere. I just want to be free and do my own thing. And that is where part two of our chat and I and will, I have found a, like big patch, big patches before. Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, like, that was a lot of years ago and the gold price was right down then, you know, but, like, the same lot I found then was uh, would be was only about $30,000 then, which was a big haul, was 70, mm. like 75 ounces, you know. Yeah. And and that same lot now would be like 130000 mm. 40000 you know. Like, yeah. I have done it. Um, yeah, but it's... Because, yeah, long time dead, eh? you got to... Um, Enjoy your life for a year. That's eh? it. That was my uncle's thing. He only worked six months a year. He was a grader driver all his life. Yep. And um, and that's all he did. He did six months, 
and then he had six months off chasing gold and I was just lucky enough that he taught me the ropes when I was 18 and yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll, now, leave, we'll leave we the um, rest another time. Well, we are lucky enough that uh, we'll get Will to teach us the ropes and you can do that, share yeah. some of that in in the next chat. You've yeah. got to head out to work night shift tomorrow. Uh, right? I head out tomorrow, RV, for day shift next day shift, week or morning. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll catch up in the next couple of weeks and we'll, we'll have done all this bit and we'll just talk about... The prospect inside of stuff. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. You can go and have a smoke now. Oh, right. Thank you. Oh, and I can go home and have some more beer. <laughs> yeah, all right. right. Yeah. I'll come out too. Thanks, Will. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Gee, it wasn't too bad, was it? No, yeah. Like, yeah, no, it was good. That was good. And I, now you know, I feel you... that little bit, but then I just, I've got to forget about that and then I'm right. That is pointing like, at the microphone. <laughs> I just like... That's what I mean. It's a conversation between a couple of miners. Having yeah. a few drinks, tell us yeah. your story, give us a few tips. Yeah. That's that's what it is. And once it's out, you'll know what a podcast is. Yeah. It was, yeah, like when we were talking about the donkeys and all that before, you know. Oh, like, heater, that is. Huh? Yeah, a heater, not a, like, yeah, yeah. Have one, I can't even make a donkey noise. Yeah. <laughs> Eeyore. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Go and have a smoke, eh? You go and have a smoke. Yeah. Beauty, and oh, I'll pack you? up. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. Thanks, Will. Well, there you go. That was Will. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. It was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. And how lucky am I? I get to go back and have a chat with Will in a few days for our part two. So thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, Good on you. I know it was a long episode, but I hope you agree too that it was worth the wait and it might have taken you a few chunks at getting through it and that is fine. That's what podcasting is all about. At your leisure, when you want to hit play, it remembers when you're up to. It's time for me to finally say goodbye to you now. Please share this podcast with your mates. Subscribe in your favourite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if anyone asks, how do I get a job in the mines? Send them my way. Until next time, stay safe, be real, be special and have fun. For we only live once. Cheers. P.S. Hit me up on social media at Mad Mumsy on everything. M-U-M-Z-I-E.